On this week's episode of The Fizz, we have an action-packed episode where we talk about Devil's Night, the Detroit Red Wings. We play a little Would You Rather compiled by our very own Channy Football. We talk about playoff baseball, and of course, we talk about the Lions' upcoming game with Carolina in addition to our NFL picks before closing with a little over under. But before we get into all that, I need to talk about our main sponsor, which is Vosa, the RTD ready-to-drink vodka beverage that comes in two forms. The first form, vodka water. Very light, very airy, very natural. No carbonation, delicious, comes in a lot of flavors. The other kind is their Highline. The Highline is 7% alcohol by volume. It is a little bit sweeter, and it has a bunch of flavors as well. They are both delicious, they are both very good, and they are both Michigan-made. If you like vodka RTDs, you need to try Vosa. They're at your local stores all around Michigan. Give them a shot next time you're looking for a canned vodka beverage. All-natural flavoring, very delicious, and they are Michigan-made. So support local because they support the Fizz, they support Champagne Athletics, and you should support them in return. Go try Vosa. Enjoy the finer things. But now, let's get into the Fizz. Welcome to episode 120 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. It is Wednesday, October 4th, and I am here with the main men, Channy Football. How are we doing, Chan? We're doing great, Frank. Ready to roll into October, get into this second quarter of the season with our Lions. Ooh, absolutely can't wait. And I am also here with Ice Cold Brew Lou. How are we doing, Lou? Good to be back, baby. Ready for the uh, little hump day extravaganza to keep us flowing through the week. Yes, yes, absolutely. The two days a week, you know, it's nice catching up more often. Um, and it breaks up the week a little bit, uh, you know, since we're since the seven days, well, 10 days between Lions games feels like a fucking eternity now that they're good. It's crazy, isn't it? It feels like we had a, a bye week already, maybe even two, because we've had two 10-day breaks. Um, but glad to get into a little bit of a rhythm and just see them on Sunday until the end of the month. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I felt uh, I was a little bit lonely this Sunday, dude. I missed being downtown, hanging out with the fucking pioneers of Detroit, doing our tailgate <laughs> video. So it's going uh, to be awesome to get back down there this Sunday for Carolina. Oh, yeah, and vibes are just going to be – immaculately high um obviously we're gonna talk about the game a little more but we're three and one playing arguably a bottom five team in the nfl who we owe some payback to so that's gonna be an electric atmosphere downtown on sunday and isn't it gonna be like 80 degrees yes i think it's supposed to be i mean it's been 80 all week i don't know why it would change at this point in time but (laughs) 80 degrees the first week in october like lions are three and one like we're getting served on a platter right now JMO's back. It's out of control. It is. Dude, it really is. Absolutely. It's fucking so, nutty. No, it is. And then obviously, so we had 
the Carolina game, and then we got two aways, and then to end the month, obviously the big one, Monday night, Devil's night against the Raiders to close out the month. The week before the bye, I mean, it could it get more rowdy than that. I know this week's going to be crazy, but that game could be the best tailgate we've ever seen in our lifetimes. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And and uh, fucking Devil's Night, dude. Like, what a good time. Devil's Night used to rock when we were in, like, high school and, like, getting out of that, just causing trouble, ding-dong ditching, firing eggs at people's houses. <laughs> People that I know did that, not me personally, but um, just just terrorizing the town. And now now that's all kind of come to a halt with, uh, with the nests and the fucking ring cameras, you know? I know, like, kids don't know what fun is now. Like, we used to ding-dong ditch a guy – I'm pretty sure he was an ex-military guy, probably had a couple screws loose, and he eventually got so pissed he put piano wire at the top step of his front door. So if we tried ding-dong ditching him, <laughs> we'd trip down the steps because oh there was piano wire there. So you what can't do idea. that shit anymore. Everything gets caught on camera. Everyone's watching in live time when they have motion. Like, no wonder why kids are are beating each other up online. Can you, can you imagine some teenager uh, ding-dong ditching and then turning around and tripping and busting their fucking <laughs> tooth open on the cement because there's a piano wire strung across the front of the doorway? How often were you ding-dong ditching this fucking guy? Like four times a day? I mean, to get, to get that mad to put piano wire? I mean, you guys had to be like chronically ding-dong ditching this guy. Not like that bad for our crew, but like all the different grades and different kids in the neighborhood knew this guy would get pissed. So like it was different shifts. You know what I mean? Like we might not been, have been ding dong ditching every weekend, but someone was probably hitting it every weekend <laughs> if they were running around the neighborhood. Was this guy just in the prime area to ding dong ditch? Like was he on the <laughs> he, corner or what the fuck was the deal? No, it just, he played along with it and got so mad and we didn't realize it could actually be serious back in the day. So like it elicited a response where other people just didn't give a shit. So I think if he just would have left us alone, it would have been all right. But I mean, he got crazy, shot a couple BB guns one time. (laughs) Um, It was, it was quite the thrill as a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) C2. Nowadays, you, nowadays you ding dong ditch somebody. They kick the door open with the shotgun and fucking blow you into the sidewalk. Honestly, yeah. One of, one of my other favorite things on Devil's Night, and this wasn't just a Devil's Night thing, but uh, this was a lot more frequent back in the day. Was was lawn jobs? How how fun were giving lawn jobs to people? I, I don't. Have you guys ever done it? Um, <laughs> no, never. Never, yeah, I've never done it. I'll, I'll be. I, I was in a. I was in a car with somebody who did a lawn job once, uh, and it was like the top five hardest I've ever laughed in my fucking life. <laughs> like, uh, it caught me so off guard, and I did not expect the person to do it. And man, was it fucking hilarious! It's I don't exhilarating, I, dude. Dude, I laughed so hard. It's a, it's a fucked up thing to do. It's fucked up to like do like to do that to someone's lawn, but. I don't know. When you're a fucking teenager, it was just hilarious. You don't care. As, yeah. as a like, homeowner, if that ever happened to me, oh, I'd be dude. so I'd be so, pissed, dude, I'd be dude. so pissed. You know how much that would cost you to fix? Like, that would yeah. just suck. Like, a <laughs> oh, soggy yeah. day. Someone just fucking drives their car on your lawn. It's not even like a creative prank. It's just destruction of property. 
But it's yeah. especially if it's seventeen-year-old Lou Pizzo and his ninety-nine blazer. <laughs> I like, no government names you, out here. <laughs> <laughs> you're like reading this. You roll through one of those subs with no curbs on the street, and it's just oh. like you're like changing lanes on seventy-five. Dude, dude. <laughs> oh my god, this is not even on the the fucking show sheet. Um, for. For uh, dude, for Devil's Night in Detroit though, like growing up, like it, like you guys were having fun, ding dong ditching, lawn job, and like I had to stay in the house, like a fear of like gunshots and arson, like on on the east side of Detroit, like genuinely, like they had a whole campaign in Detroit of like let's let's turn it into Angels Night, like Detroit tried to rebrand it as Angels Night, that only got more houses burnt down. To be completely honest, <laughs> that just fueled the fire. <laughs> yeah, like but like. Literally fueled the fire. It's kind of tampered down now, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't oh, think yeah, it's like a, a thing. I mean, I don't gonna even like rest- hear about it really as much anymore at all. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna probably, f- no pun intended, fire back up when the fucking when the fucking Lions are like thirteen point favorites versus uh, versus the Raiders on Monday night. Oh, They'll we're bringing it back again. for sure for that tailgate, buddy. <laughs> Lawn jobs, <laughs> you, you name it, bro. Down the list, we're gonna check them all off. Got a lawn job Ford Field. Yeah. That'd be tight. So are we going to just uh, self-incriminate ourselves for an hour, or are we going to get into some stuff we actually planned out? I mean, I you know, it was it was you guys brought it up, and then it was just like, what do you guys think of lawn jobs? <laughs> and then I, right. it just happened to be the funniest thing I ever did, so. Well, I saw today that you know how every day is a holiday now? So, like, there's not a regular day of the week. It's always a certain national day. Well, today – is a day that could be special to us. It's National Golf Lovers Day. So since 1952, the PGA has held a charity event for today, and all 4,300 PGA members across the country are encouraged to play golf with someone else. So three golfers here, some good, some bad. I wouldn't say we're scratch. I wouldn't say we're hacks. I think we're somewhere in the, the far between. But National Golf Lovers Day, end of the season, I feel like we all played some new tracks this year, and my favorite new track this year was the Loop. I don't know about you guys, but what did you think about your season, and what was your favorite track that you played this year? Um, first off, I will say I played the Loop for the first time last year, uh, and it rocked. It was the first time ever playing Lynx Golf, and like I really like the feel of it. And you can bump and run for days, which is my favorite favorite thing about golf it's my favorite golf shot i just fucking love a good bump and run um but i would probably have to say my favorite track this year uh where did we where did we play where was our rider cup oh orchards yeah the orchards and i don't even know if i particularly like the course that much it was just the best golf i ever played in my life uh <laughs> and i won like five skins and i beat the shit out of our good friend who was talking shit um and I was the captain of the Ryder Cup team, and we just won. So that felt really great. That was probably my favorite day of golf. Um, and then I parred uh, the toughest hole on the course, which was pretty cool. So it's probably the best I played, and it still was triple digits. Uh, a clean 100, so close to that elusive under 100. Um, so I'm much closer to hack than scratch, but that was probably my favorite day of golf this year for sure. I thought you would have said you're 45, Frank. The 45 was awesome. Um so wasn't in a complete the se- round, though. Yeah, it wasn't a complete round, and I didn't win 
all the money that I won with you guys. And it wasn't as in front of many people. And I didn't like beat our friend in the Ryder cup. There was, you know, it was Saturday <laughs> too for our Ryder cup. Face. Yeah. Like it was just, um, I don't know. I like, I like the orchards one more. I felt like it was, uh, like I played better, even though the score was higher. It was a tougher course. Yeah, hell yeah. I love the Orchards. We play there a few times every year. I actually didn't play a ton of new tracks this year. The only one that comes to mind is uh, when we did for our buddy's bachelor party, we played at Crooked Tree this year, uh, which was a pretty pretty solid track. I, I didn't. It didn't blow me away. It was, it was a good time. Like, we had fun, but... Um, I'm just going to stick with Old Faithful that we play every year, uh, The Dream. That's 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 definitely my favorite track that we played or that I played this year. Um, and I, we've gone there a few different times, I think four or five for our tournament, Chandler. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to ride with, uh, with The Dream as being my favorite course of the year. Always a good track. And fucking Big Lou, dude. Only guy I've ever known pulls an albatross this year. Yeah, I mean, or, that had to have been a shot of a – I mean, that's a shot of a lifetime. You're lucky to get one of those in your career. For sure. So, big shout-out to Boulder Point, the uh, the bluffs. That was uh, that was definitely, the obviously, the best shot I ever had in my golf career. And I was playing with three other buddies. So, thank God I wasn't playing by myself. <laughs> Nobody got to see it. But, uh, but yeah, big shout out to uh, to Boulder Point. Also, a really great track, pretty reasonably priced, and fucking first albatross, and more than likely the last one I ever get. But uh, next year we're gonna check off the uh, the hole in one. So good year of golf, though. I'm excited. Uh, probably get a couple fall rounds in here. Honestly, I, I love some 60 degree golf. You know. Oh yeah, the clubs aren't going away till the end of the month for me, at least. But Frank's not coming in at like a mid twenties handicap next year either. Like fool me month once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So Frank's coming in like high teens next year, so he doesn't rake in all the cash. I hope so. I I don't like saying I don't like the reaction I get when people ask me my handicap. You know, like to start the year it was twenty nine, and people were like, yeah. "What the fuck?" Uh, you know, we <laughs> closed it around. We closed it around like I don't know twenty four, twenty two. Mm -hmm. um, Mentally, you know, I think I'm just kind of sitting around for someone to invite me and then I'm going to decide if I want to go. But uh, hockey season started for me and, and it, it's wild for me, uh, at least with golf, kind of like I mentally just I kind of I'm not sick of it. That's not the right word. I just kind of shut off like I have the itch all during summer and then like early September. And then I kind of play that championship for league, maybe do a couple more rounds. And then I'm just like, it's hockey season. I'll see you guys when the weather breaks again. Um so I'd be happy to go out last year though, when I did play the loop, uh, it was, it was way too cold. Like it was not 60 degrees. It was full on. Like you needed gloves, ski cap, sweater, jacket, ice cold. It was like the first freezing of the year. Um, it was still a blast, but I would love to play there again when it's not like truly 30 degrees. Yeah. Those rounds are, those rounds are tough. Yeah. I mean, we were just like, you know, you're like drinking, hot chocolate with vodka in it or whatever. Like it's, I don't know. I will be heading over to the local X golf very shortly here. Cash. What do we got next lined up boys? <laughs> oh, I see it right here. My bad. I thought, uh, I thought, I thought Chandler was uh, teeing us up. That's all good. Uh, Detroit Red Wings. Speaking of hockey season, that was actually a good segue. I just totally fucking flubbed it. Uh, 
dialed into hockey season. Wings start in about a week here. They open on the road versus the New Jersey Devils. I am excited for the Detroit Red Wings this year. Um, I'm not seeing them win this division. The division that we are in is arguably the toughest in sports of the four major professional sports. So it's a very tough division to win. But like I've said more than a few times, I really do expect this team to compete for a seventh or eighth seed. My prediction is we're going to go into the playoffs this year as the seventh seed. Uh, that would be absolutely spectacular to get a playoff series at LCA for the Red Wings. Um, one thing I want to note, we have some position battles at the bottom of the roster for the Detroit Red Wings, and it's a great problem to have. Uh, Steve Eiserman's newest draft pick, Nate Danielson, ninth overall, just turned 19 last week, I believe, last week or this week. He is good buddies with Connor Bedard, who I'm sure you guys have all heard of, the prodigy pick that Chicago, of course, fucking got. Um, so they're good buddies, and Nate Danielson has been having uh, the best preseason of any Detroit Red Wing uh, out there. He scored the first goal of preseason. He's an awesome two-way player, and there is just something about this guy that he is such an Iserman guy. I really think this guy screams long-term Red Wing. I think he's going to be part of the core for a while. When the Wings picked him, uh, the scouting report on him was pretty good two-way player. Nothing exciting, you know, vanilla, white bread, boring pick. Uh, he's been anything but boring to start. Um, and while he is emotionless, like the guy doesn't smile and gives the most canned answers you could ever have and like doesn't really celebrate, to me that just screams like Iserman guy, Red Wing hockey, like let's fucking go. So long way of saying I'm very excited about Iserman's newest pick, who is literally not even 20 years old yet. Um, him, Marco Casper, who was our first round pick last year, uh, both of them fighting for NHL roster spots, uh, at the age of like 20. So you're going to keep hearing this about the young guys that Eiserman has and the wings have in these position battles. We've had so many high draft picks that they're going to start to add up. Uh, and I think it's going to be really exciting to see which guys emerge, um, in these position battles and for the Red Wings this year. Cause it's going to be fun to watch. Hell yeah. I'm excited too, man. I think this is the year we finally do get over the hump and, and sneak into the playoffs as well. Like you said, though, we're in, we're in the toughest division in, in NHL bar none, if not, you know, in sports. Um, and it looks like, you know, we're, we're starting off right away with the devils in, in Tampa Bay. So Let's just rock and roll, baby. Let's just come ready to play every day and, and fucking score some goals. It's always nice when we pick up a new good defenseman, too. Like, we're always hurting on the blue line, um, so we need to stack that position. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know too much about hockey, but I heard this from the Pistons GM, and I thought it was a good quote after hearing what your guys' expectations of the wings are, and it's just play 82 meaningful games. So don't be out of the race. Don't get eliminated from the playoffs. Be in the playoffs in some type of position, and that's the goal for this season. So play 82 meaningful games. I think that kind of translates to what you guys are saying. And I'm glad to hear, like, we expect it. Like, from what I know and from what I follow, this is the first time in many years that the Wings are expected to make the playoffs or expected to be in the hunt. It's always been 10, 11, 12, 15, you know, fighting for the number one pick, but to hear you guys say it and to kind of read around on it, 
Um, I'm glad to hear that we're expecting it, and that's the that's the standard or the goal here this year. Yeah, and Stevie also, you know, addressed a little bit of the size issue and the toughness issue with a few guys we got. So, you know, Clem Costin, uh, I think he's going to be a name you're going to hear a few times this year. Uh, Sprong, another name you're going to hear a little bit more this year. So a big thing is just, like, can we be tough? Can we punch back? Um, can we kind of have that, like, you know, gritty – scoring, but also toughness mentality, because that's definitely what's been missing. And, um, you know, no one's going to feel bad for you just because you're in the best division. It's either you fucking fight back and you compete or you just fucking are picking in the lottery again. So uh, Amen. the Wings are going to have to decide what team they want to be this year. And, uh, you know, Larkin's not chasing a bag this year. So I'm, I hope he still has the same fire under him now that he's got his big, cushy, comfortable contract. So there's definitely some question marks and it's not going to be smooth sailing. We're not coming into this season like we felt about the Lions or anything like that. But I would like to see some strides this year. And again, my pick is seventh seed in the playoffs. That's where I'll, I'll be really I'll be ecstatic if that happens. Hell yeah, me too. What uh, are you are you going to try to get down there for the home opener against uh, against Tampa? I think it's on the 14th, Frank. Yeah, that's Saturday. I wanted to look into it for sure. Um, either way, we should maybe bop around the the uh, the beer garden before with the camera. Yeah, don't hate it. Don't hate it. Absolutely. Get a little concourse action. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think Wings Tailgate are like as – I don't think they're as nutty as uh, the Lions are by any stretch, but I'm sure there's some good folks out there. I'm sure oh, you yeah. could find some people walking into the game and get some interviews. Yeah, and, and once they're good, you know, and they, and they're, we get some playoff games, you're gonna you're gonna see what it feels like to be cut crazy again, and people go nuts. Oh yeah, God, it would be oh, nice yeah. to just have a playoff team here. Fuck, after I know we're <laughs> gonna talk about the MLB playoffs coming up here, but it's like it's tough with no Tigers, no Red Wings, and crossing every finger and toe that I have that the Lions fucking get in there and get her done. <laughs> well, speaking of non-playoff teams. Why don't we talk about Michigan State football since we haven't and really can't talk about them much more than once a month at this point in time because we are an absolute dumpster fire, garbage trash. We should be gutted. We should be burned to the ground and built from the ground back up. I mean, this team is an absolute embarrassment. Nonetheless, we are in the news this week. And we're in the news because no one really knows if it's true or not. But have you guys been watching like the Urban Meyer rumors? I mean, oh obviously God. you guys have yeah, the man. Michigan State algorithms on X. And everything's popping up that Urban Meyer's meeting in East Lansing. He's not. One guy reports it who's credible. Other people are saying he's not. It's coincidentally enough Michigan people who are saying he's not credible. So I guess what's I, I, my whole take on this Urban Meyer thing is, yes, where do I sign? How much is the check? And I don't care what happens or what position he leaves <laughs> this program in as long as he gives us five good years. I'm with you, dude, 100%. Um, I, he is one of the best recruiters in college football, and, and that's really what we need right now. And I know we're probably going from the crank king to the scum king, but – he can get it done in college football like nobody's business. He's never lost to Michigan in his life. And the other candidates that you see come up for the coaching job, they just they make you sick minus maybe one or two of them. Yeah, uh, I'm with Pizzo big time on that last point. It's just you look at the names out there, and it's just a bunch of who and what and, like, why. And 
Nothing is exciting. There's no big name out there. There is one big name, and it's the Rat Lord. It's the Slum Lord. It's the Slime Ball. It's Urban Meyer. Now, do the optics look shitty? Yeah, but who do the optics look shitty for? Like fucking ESPN and the school in Ann Arbor? Great. Let them make all the jokes. It's going to happen no matter who we hire. Let's get the guy that brings us the most excitement and gives us the best chance of winning because I think we'll be just fine with all the mean tweets and the ESPN scoffing if we're fucking sitting at 10 and 2 every year and beating Michigan. I don't think we're going to give a shit how slimy it is uh, if we're actually winning. And I do believe Urban Meyer knows how to do that. I'm seeing a Since, lot of the – oh, my bad. Real quick. The last no, narrative yeah. I'm seeing a lot on Twitter is that, like, the college game has passed him by and he's passed his prime and he's too old and this and that. But, like, I don't know what that's based on. I think that's just based on um, fear of him actually coming here. And, like, since when are we, like, hiring, like, choir boys to run college football programs? Like, what, Auburn hires Hugh Freeze – that guy sold everything and everyone in Oxford when he was down at Mississippi. He's already back in the SEC within five years. I mean, this guy wasn't bad, but you look down the street, A.J. Hinch. A.J. Hinch was run out of baseball. Everyone said he was never going to get a job again. What did the Tigers say? He made a mistake. It probably doesn't look great, but this is the best manager we could have to write our turnaround. So, again, Yes, you have to take that into account, but if it's not criminal, it's just optics at that point. I don't see it as being a bad decision, and Urban Meyer has not criminally done everything, albeit he has publicly embarrassed himself many times, but I'll <laughs> say this. Sign him. Where's the shock? <laughs> what can he do? He instantly brings transfer talent to our team, and you got to believe he's in contention. Lou, you mentioned it, 5-0. and oh against Harbaugh in his career that strikes fear seven and oh seven really yes that strikes fear in Michigan's eyes and Ohio State's eyes right away I mean look at uh Texas how they doing with Steve Sarkeesian not too bad how's Lane Kiffin doing down at Old Miss not too bad are those guys church boys no they're not we're here to fucking win football games let's get the job done I mean if you really want to talk about like uh, juxtaposition with like slime ball in a position of a coach. Let's just remember how long Brian Kelly was at the university of fucking Notre Dame. Like my God, Brian Kelly is such a rat and a slime ball. And like, he got like a student killed because he, he, he made him keep filming during a thunderstorm and he got struck <laughs> by lightning. Like Brian Kelly is a rat slime ball. He's perfect at LSU, but like he was at the holier than thou Notre Dame for the prime of his career. So I don't want to hear about slime balls, like coaching at these schools. Like, and it's not like Michigan hasn't had their fair share of them too. Um, but I digress there. I'm all for it, man. Like it's the only coaching hire that would actually make me excited outside of like Nick Saban or like, like an awesome NFL coach. Like, like it'd be a Dan Campbell, but even then wouldn't excite me as much. Cause he, I don't know how he would recruit or anything like that. I'm off the rails, but basically I'm just saying Urban Meyer is the only one that gets me excited. Urban and Izzo. I mean, that's just a, a hammer. Oh one-two punch. Urban and Izzo leading the charge. That's a hammer one-two punch. It should bring some attention. 
top 20 in attendance, top 20 in revenue. And everyone's like poo pooing us as like a second tier job. Like shoot your shot, swing the bat and give them the same amount of money as you gave Tucker because it's actually worth it this time around. Um, I, w- I want to keep talking about this. Like the re the remote, the, uh, the reports, I mean, on, on Twitter and stuff, like it's, it's just insane. Like what's believable, what's not. There's a, there are definitely a bunch of fake CBS accounts, like making shit up, but whoever that guy was with, uh, Rieger today, like, yes. unless that guy is just on camera, stone face lying, like for no reason at all, like you have to believe he was actually in East Lansing and, him saying like no one believes he's going to get the job or like blah 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 like but he might get the job it's just like if he interviews and the board is good with it like that's his job right i mean it seems like a lot of msu is on the same page as all of us if we're just like please god do this and in fact if you don't do it we're going to be more mad than if you like if you don't right yeah let's get washington state's coach right like, like that has please. no bang, no pizzazz to it. But there's a couple other guys I'd like. But Urban's one A, one B, two A, two B, and <laughs> you have to settle at this point. And the other advantage is he's not coaching, so we can talk to him right now. Whereas other coaches right. during the season are going to be focusing on their teams, possible recruiting for their current universities. So to be able to have someone who doesn't have a job right now, I gotta believe our opening that happened so early on in the year now is a blessing if we're actually going after Urban as opposed to those schools who might make moves postseason. For sure, yeah, 100%. And it's like all the – and like Urban's not like a super old guy and, and all these coaches who go into broadcasting, you know that they get the itch to come back. And I think that Urban is getting to that point where he's like, okay, I want to I wanna coach again. Like I'm a football coach. I'm not a fucking analyst, you know. And the last thing Urban did – was like the Jags, which left kind of like a shitty end of his career. Like if he right. comes to, if he came to state and fucking ripped it, like that could be his like swan song type deal. Um, so just another thing to consider. I think my favorite part of this whole thing though, for like Twitter purposes are the, just these wildly edited photos, like AI of, <laughs> of Urban Meyer, like as a Spartan soldier <laughs> or as Superman flying through the stadium. Like these fucking AI pictures of Urban are the funniest fucking things in the world. And they crack me up. <laughs> it's like, do people really want Jason Candle from Toledo? Pat Narduzzi <laughs> no! to come back? Dave Dorian no! from NC State? No, how from LSU? It's like they give up a hundred points a game. Why the fuck would we want to hire him? No, th- those can't be serious. It's urban or bust. That's where and, we're at right now. And Cheney, you said it at the top of this segment. You were like, uh, "I don't care what the end result is." Like, and I'm kind of with you. Like I said it to Lou earlier in the day. Like when the Lions were just absolute trash dumpster fire and Le'Veon was demanding a trade and AB was a free agent or whatever. I was like, just go get them both. Like we suck ass. Like at least give, like, let's take a giant swing that may or may not work out. But like, let's just create a circus. Like who cares? Let's just, at this point, MSU football is such in the trash. Like, just take the biggest swing you can take. And that swing is fucking Urban Meyer. Like, who cares? Who fucking look cares? At what, look at what program did that prior to this season. Colorado. One win last year. They take a huge swing with Dion. It's a similar type feel. 
you said it, Frank. Can it get worse than this? I don't think it can get worse to where, than where we're at right now. We're probably a three or four win team this year, and that's after having uh, under 500 season last year and three out of the last four years. So it really doesn't get worse. And at worst, we're in a little bit better position than we were now in three to four years. You know he's going to come down with a sickness. He needs to see his family, this or that. I don't care. Give me five years. Give me a playoff appearance. I mean, we'd love you forever if you could get that. So um, we'll see. It's TBD. I think it's going to take some time to figure it out. But um, I'm interested to see what type of rumors swirl these next couple weeks. Um, Because like I said, no one else is looking for a job right now. No one else has an opening that's as big as Michigan State at this point in the season. So, all right, should we get off of the sports wagon and get on to the would you rather wagon? Boys, are you ready? All right. I I have scenarios here. Now, you're going to both answer scenarios, brief scenarios, but I am going to read it to somebody first in each scenario. So the only rule in this game, gentlemen, is that you cannot say no or neither. You have to pick one of the scenarios. All right. So, Lou, I'm going to go to you first in the first would you rather scenario. So let's go to a galaxy far, far away. All right. Close your eyes. Huge. Imagine this, Lou. Close your eyes. You're athletic in this lifetime, okay? <laughs> You're an athlete, all right? Get that, so, get that boy. Lou, would you rather be an average Major League Baseball player or the world's top-ranked figure skater? I would rather be an average MLB baseball player. Give me that money, my boy. Okay, gotcha. Frank? Average MLB player or top-ranked figure skater? Oh, I'll be an average MLB player all day. I'm not. I'm not okay. doing. I'm not doing ice dancing. Give me. Uh, give me the Don Kelly career with the uh, Detroit Tigers all day. All right, sounds good. That's uh, that's what I thought you guys would say. So it's going to get harder here. I'm get, I'm I'm lightening it in to, for you guys. So Frank, all right, you got in trouble. You're receiving a punishment from the government. Your choices are a year at war in the Middle East, or two years in state prison? Oh, Jesus. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, you know, I think, I, I think I'll go to war. I think I'll go to war for a year, because uh, at least if I go to war for a year, I mean, this is assuming I survive, which is obviously kind of the crux of the whole situation. Um, I'm going to assume that I survive a year at war. At least I come back with like some honor and dignity and some new experience and it's a shorter time. So I'm going to say a year at war, assuming I survive. And if I don't, at least I died for my country as opposed to getting, you know, whatever worked over in prison. I'm 140 pounds, man. I'd get, I'd get tossed around. <laughs> like, I mean, I you taking Afghanistan or Jackson state. Wow. <laughs> Well, I feel like I'd run the show either place that I went, whether I was a lieutenant in Afghanistan or I was yeah. the kingpin of Jackson State Prison. Um, but I'm going to have to go to war. I always imagine myself on an F-16 flying over and uh, shooting an absolute nuke into a building. So that sounds incredible. Give me the war. Oh, God. All right. Sounds good. All right. We're going to go to a food question. All right. So... You have a hundred days. Would you rather 
eat a raw onion like an apple every day and eat whatever you want the rest of the day or for 100 days not eat meat lou you're on the clock damn that's tough 100 days with no meat if you or eat, an, eat a raw onion like an apple. <laughs> you can't saute it. You can't put it in salad. You have to eat it like an apple every day. Every Dude, day. fuck it. I'm, I like onions. Give me the onion. I'll take the onion down every day and, uh, and enjoy a nice meal every single day after that. Give me the onion. All right. He's going onion breath. <laughs> <laughs> it's 100 days. 100 days. Yeah, I could tough out 100 days without meat. I'd figure it out. I'd do some Beyond Meat weird shit. I don't know. I'm not chomping a fucking onion every day. That'd be so... That'd be just such a shitty thing to look forward to every day. Like, I feel like that's unhealthy, too. I feel like there's a lot of toxins in, in like, an onion. Like, you're eating a whole one every day. I don't even have yeah, time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have time to do that. It would take me, like, a fucking half hour, like, an hour to do it every day. I'd be crying. It'd be a mess, dude. I'll just fucking... I'll eat toast and tofu. I don't give a shit. Your stomach walls would probably be shredded after that. Dude, like you just, you'd have to take like a fucking shower and like a shit. Like you'd be such a mess, man. Like I would just, I'll try the beyond shit for like a hundred days and then I can go back to my life in this fucking weird scenario. All right. So we're going to get a little, a little crazy here. Would you rather walk in on your parents or have your significant pa- other's parents walk in on you? Uh, Frank. I'm, I'm, yeah, the, the second one. No I, question. Know. Yeah, it's not even, that was, that's not even. That's not even. I don't give a shit. Hey, sorry. You, my bet. Like, why are you here? You know, <laughs> you should have knocked. If you didn't you know, know we've been doing this. It's funny. It's funny. And like, you probably want us to because you want grandkids. Like, I I don't know. Why didn't you knock or call first or something? When I ran these by my wife earlier, she was the other way immediately, just like you guys were. She said, I'd rather walk on my parents. No, instantly. No, I'd rather eat eat the onion and go to prison and that's all the shit. You're mortified after that. You can't wash that away. Of all the things listed, I would do all of those before walking. I'd do a year in fucking county or whatever. I'd shove one of those onions up my ass. Honestly, that's that's that would that's what would happen to you in fucking prison. (laughs) You'd be the kingpin of onions up your ass, buddy. Oh man! All right, last one, boys. You either have to go to every Detroit sporting event this year in person, or you can't go to any Detroit sporting event in person for the next five years. Nope, 10 years, excuse me. So you have to go, you have to, go to every sporting every, event in so a year? Red Wings, Pistons, Tigers, Lions, or you can't go to any for the next 10 years. Just regular season or playoffs? Every sporting event, I don't care if it's a holiday, I don't care if it's a, your birthday, you have to go to every one or you get a 10-year ban on every team. Not even my birthday? <laughs> Lou? Uh, oh, fuck. That's kind of a tough one, dude. I'm going to – I mean, we're in the peak of fucking Lions pride right now. Like, I'll go to every fucking sports game for Pistons, Red Wings, <laughs> Lions, Tigers – if that means that I'm going to a motherfucking Super Bowl for the Detroit Lions, baby, give me every single sports game for a year. 
Yeah, I'm with you too. I think you just got to grit it out for like a year. Ten years is too long because like if yeah, if there's a Wings playoff game or something or like a, the Super Bowl, God forbid, or fucking NFC Championship, like right, come on, there's no, no chance, way. Right? I'll just grit it out for a year and capture a bunch of content, I guess. Yeah, so you guys got <laughs> you guys got 168 games that you got to attend this next year. Jesus, I mean, I'm not dude. saying I'm going to love it, but... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are your fucking stipulations, bud, so... Hey, stipulations gotta, are stipulations. Me and Pizzo will go together. He'll fucking smell like onion. <laughs> I bet you Last your fucking one. content will fly for uh, champagne, though, brother. Oh, we'll yeah, you'll be, a, you'll be sitting out. on a regular chair in a, a, an hour or two. Yeah, I'll be sitting on a regular... <laughs> Yeah, but I'll have, yeah, I'll be sitting on the floor though because I'll have no way to pay for all those fucking events. <laughs> oh man! Last one, deep thought, big brain. Frank, would you rather meet your great great grandparents or your great great grandchildren? Um, give me, give me the grandparents. Um, I don't know. I could I could use some wisdom from them. Um, I feel like that's, that's one where I feel like if I did meet them, the grandparents and I didn't like them, it would just be like, okay, that's whatever. That guy's a prick or they're prick. They suck. Um, if I met the grandkids and they sucked, that would really like bum me out. Like that would be like, (laughs) where did, where did command break here? Where did the chain of command fall apart? And was it my fault? (laughs) So I'm going to go with meet the grandparents. Yeah, I, I'm with you, brother. I'm uh, I'm definitely gonna have to go with the grandparents. I mean, do you don't really know if the, if maybe you may not have any great great grandkids, right? And uh, and I, I'd like to know the the history and and where everything came from and where it started and all that good stuff. Uh, I don't really give a fuck what's going on in the world. Uh, thirty, fifty, a hundred years from now, when I'm dead, well, thirty, hopefully I'm still around, but. <laughs> You know, 100, 200 years down the road. All right, we got it. Stop you understand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got it. Just fucking relax. Just take well, a deep fucking breath. I appreciate it, Onion Boy and um, American Sniper. Thank you for playing Would You Rather. Those are great. Those are some good ones outside of the uh, the sex one. That one sucked. They were all good. They were good, though. Oh, man. All right. Well, now that we are done with uh, Would You Rather, let's get back into sports. Let's talk about our boys who we've been like flirting with talking about this whole conversation. And that is the Detroit Lions. Um, Obviously, we talked about last week, whenever that was, I'm getting all my days mixed up. Whenever uh, last Thursday, when we beat the shit out of uh, Green Bay and Lambeau, that was awesome. This week, we head home. Uh, hot as we've ever been to play the Carolina Panthers who are almost un, undeniably a bottom five team in the NFL. They are 0-4. We play them at Ford Field. Um, and if we didn't need more reason to beat the shit out of them, uh, this is a big revenge game from last year. Every player on the Detroit Lions who was on the team last year remembers that Carolina game because The Lions were absolutely on fire. They needed to win out and they could control their destiny and go to the playoffs. And the Carolina Panthers ruined all of that in the most surprising upset of the year. And 
I know you two remember that was the wildest, most frustrating game to watch ever because it looked like our defensive line showed up that morning from Vegas because they just got steamrolled to the tune of 320 yards on the ground, 7.4 yards of carry, and two guys, Deonta Foreman and Chubba Hubbard, each had 100 yards plus rushing. Well, it's funny you bring that up, Frank, because we got gashed for 320 last year against the Panthers. Year to date, we haven't given up 320, and we have the number one least yards rushing per game against in the NFL right now. So that might have woken us up last year, um, but you said it perfectly. Our eyes are open, our ears are up, and we're focused this week because of what happened last year. You can best believe Dan Campbell has been keeping that top of mind for the team. And it's crazy that the spread, I think when it came out, was five and a half or six. They instantly took it off and jumped it to eight and a half. And now it's all the way up to ten. Everyone's expecting a Lions beatdown. And, again, I can't remember a time that the Lions were double-digit favorites. No, seriously, I can't either. I mean, they are going against – Carolina's defense is fucking terrible. I don't know if the guy that I've been talking shit about the entire season, Bryce Young, is even healthy. I think he is playing. Uh, I hope he is. He's been back and forth. I mean, this team absolutely blew a terrible game to Minnesota last week that they had in the bag. They lost by they lost to Seattle by double digits and New Orleans, who's one of the shittiest teams in the NFL. I think that Carolina is just a bad team, and they are running into an absolute buzzsaw. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm worried about is that it just looks too good. Like I'm dead serious. Like I know that sounds ridiculous, but it, when all the stars align, that usually means something breaks in the NFL. But like, I know we kind of talked like this before Seattle. Uh, but now that we've seen four games in the NFL, we kind of see Seattle's like a formidable team. Like they're a decent team. Like they're going to, you know, they'll fight for a wild card spot. Carolina is just trash. I mean, they're just trash ass. Um, and honestly, Lou, if Bryce Young, I want him to play because they are, they were better with Dalton. Like truly. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, for me in this one, I just, it should be total domination. I took nine and a half before it got to 10 um, already this week. Um, and for me, it's the score prediction I got is um, I got 27 to nine Detroit Lions. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I will say, though, I know I mentioned something to you earlier today, Frank, but this game is ear- from a Vegas standpoint is eerily similar to Kansas City against the Jets on Monday night this past week. And 90 percent of the money is on Detroit. All the bets are on Detroit like. It just feels like one of those weird games that, like, yes, I think the Lions are going to win, but they may not cover, unfortunately. So so say it with your chest. Are they not going to cover the 10? What's your score, Lou? No, I think they're going to beat the fuck out of them. I'm just saying, like, keep an eye out. <laughs> keep an eye out. Um, give me the Lions 28 and the Carolina Panthers 7. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to beat the fuck out of them. I mean, the one difference is this. Kansas City had all the money, and the line was moving the other way. This week, all the money's on the Lions, and it's moving in favor of the Lions. So with that, they're going to beat the fuck out of them. They got revenge on their mind. I've seen this team. They can lock in and get up for a big moment. They did it against KC. They did it on the road against Green Bay. 
Um, they're not going to get caught slipping. This team's focused, and I, I think Dan Campbell and his coaching staff do a good job of keeping them sharp every game. They're going to kill them. It's not going to be close. Ten is still too little. The Lions are going to put up over 30. I've got the Lions 31, the Panthers 10. A couple of key differences. Uh, By the way, we are all within like one point of the exact score that we've predicted. Um, (laughs) But one thing to also note with the KC game, and this is like splitting hairs, but KC was on the road uh, at MetLife and they didn't have a 10-day rest. That's the other thing too is like, we are on 10 days of rest and we're at Ford Field. Like this is this is beat down city. And the revenge factor. I guarantee D- Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn are showing footage of that defensive line getting blown back five yards off every snap in Carolina last year saying, do you want to get embarrassed like this again? Because that was the wildest thing to fucking watch, to watch them just pulverize our defensive line for fucking four quarters. But let's not forget where we started to Bryce Young. Second career road start. <clears throat> Hasn't played in a couple weeks. They don't have a number one, really. Welcome back to Chark Lord. He's their number one right now. Um, <clears throat> I, they're just not talented. We're way more talented than them. We've got J-Mo coming back this week. You know he's going to get a deep ball and or a reverse. You know that it's coming. So I just don't see how it's even close. I don't see it as a trap spot. I think it's an absolute bully beatdown from start to finish. And I think it, it's a lot like that Atlanta game where, like, we were just in control the whole whole time, regardless of what the score is at any point during the game. Yep. Yep. I hope J-Mo gets a play. I hope they dial something up for him. I think he'll play. I mean, I think a lot of the, um, you know, the quotes, people are a little worried, like, because Dan Campbell's basically just saying, I hope he lines up in the right spot which is hilarious to joke about and all that. But I also just like kind of feel like he truly is just trying to like protect him from expectations. Like we are so fucking horny and happy here in Detroit for Jamison Williams. And it's gotten off to this rocky start. And like, we have nothing else to look at besides Jamison Williams. He's our shiniest, our newest toy. Um, And I mean, look at Gibbs, like Gibbs is playing just fine, but he's not scoring touchdowns and they're not using him as much. And like, Detroit and Detroit fans and media are like freaking out about him. Uh, and with JMO, it's 10 X that. So I think he really is just trying to temper expectations. So not everyone thinks he's going to get out there and, you know, go for fucking two twenty and two touchdowns. So, but I do hope they dial something up for him. This is a right. perfect team for him to come back. Yeah. Against, you know, home too. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Give, give yourself a couple weeks. He'll be back in the rhythm at that point, but I know we think this is a beatdown. A couple good games, though, this week. Um, the one that I'm highlighting, Sunday night, we know Hank's going to have the pick on it. But Cowboys at Niners, two out of the top four teams in the NFC right now. Um, obviously, uh, home to that thrilling finish last year where Zeke Elliott was center and got blown up on the last play of their tight playoff game. I think that's obviously the biggest game this week, but what are you guys looking ahead to this week outside of obviously our lions beating down the Panthers? Um, I want to say this outside of a few outliers, uh, mainly the lions, Panthers, um, dolphins, giants. And I thought there was maybe one other um, outside of that. You're kind of looking at these matchups and 
kind of like, shitty. Very, well, like, yeah, I was just going to say, like, even teams, like, teams I kind of have in the same, like, you know, like, within three spots of a ranking of each other, um, you know, like, Saints-Patriots, like, both kind of shitty. Like, don't really know who's the better team there. Titans-Colts, both kind of shitty. Don't know who it is. Like, like I feel like a lot of Texans-Falcons, like, there's, like, just these games that are, like, I think there's an edge, but then there might not be, and I think we're going to, like, see who's actually a team this week. Um, but with all that said, a game I'm looking at, and this is not a betting pick, just a game I'm very curious about, Eagles-Rams. So Eagles-Rams uh, has kind of a fishy line to it. Uh, Rams plus four. Rams are at home. Eagles are 4-0, but like I've said, like I feel like they haven't woken up this year. Like I feel like they haven't played a good game, yet they are 4-0. Um, Rams, on the other hand, I feel like have played a good game in almost every game they've been in. Um, and they've just lost the games that they've lost based on talent or lack of skill. But I think they're kind of feisty. Um, wouldn't be surprised if this was the Eagles' first loss in Los Angeles. Um, I'm not, that's not my betting picks, but like just something to keep an eye on. It's probably a game I will not touch whatsoever. Um, but I am looking for the Rams to, to fight the Eagles pretty close. Uh, that's what I'm looking for on Sunday. Another another game I, that, that's got me looking at is uh, Arizona at home against the Bengals. Like, this is getting to the point for Cincinnati where it's like, if you lose to the fucking Cardinals, I mean, you better ring, ring, ring about 500 sirens around. You're done. You're you are in trouble. So you know we'll see if Joe Burrow can strap it together. I know Jamar Chase. I, I'm think I'm taking him anytime touchdown. He's got to be down everyone's throats in the fucking locker room this week. Yeah, I could see that. I'd probably like the price on him too. The game that I still love to watch this week. I know it doesn't have as much flash right now as uh, the past decade or two that they've played each other. Steelers Ravens. That's always a classic. I know we don't have as big a names. The teams, mainly the Steelers, aren't as good as they have been the last couple years. But just seeing Tomlin versus John Harbaugh and that familiarity, we've seen that for so long. They play at like a gritty game against each other. It's always tough. Um, I know in the last four meetings, not one game has been decided by less than or more than a field goal. Um, it's always a close game. There's always a great play that's made. And there's always some controversy surrounding it. That one year Tomlin stuck his leg out. Um, oh, that's my favorite. That's my fucking you know, favorite. That's yeah, my favorite fucking play. There's <laughs> always something that happens in that game. So I'm low-key excited to see it. I know Mitch Trubisky is going to be starting for the Steelers, or at least that's who should be or could be starting. But um, I'm excited still for an, an old-school Steelers-Ravens game. Hell yeah. Sweet. Um, want to do some picks? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk shop. Let's talk cash flow. Let's get to business. Okay. <laughs> I'll, uh, right. I'll lead it off actually, because we are talking Raven Steelers. I am going to dabble in that <laughs> one. My boys, give me the motherfucking Ravens minus four. I think the Steelers team is lost right now. Um, and I, I think this is going to be a 10 point victory for Baltimore. Give me the Ravens minus four. Wow. Okay. So that wasn't what I, I was not going to pick that, but I'm not going to pick against you. I'm here. I'm a team player. We're going to keep can. the Ravens. You can totally. I know we can. I know we can. I'm a team player. I've got other picks on reserves. I just told you though, Lou, I gave you the hint. The last four meetings, none of them have been decided by more than a field goal. 
Five out of the last six games, the Steelers have beaten the Ravens. So four-point dogs at home. I'm not too sure about it. But what I am sure about is this game. What I'm sure about is that there's going to be a lot of points in this game, and I'm talking about the Chiefs-Vikings game over 52.5. Vikings being underdogs of four or more points the last three years, six times they've been an underdog of four or more. Guess how many times the overs hit? Six. Guess how many times Kirk Cousins played in those games? Five. Guess who they haven't played in one of those games? The Chiefs, who have the best offense in the league. Chiefs are going to come after a lackluster week against the Jets last week where Mahomes didn't look great. Kelsey might not have T-Swift there, meaning there could be a little bit more pressure off his shoulders. And the Vikings are going to have to outscore KC at home if they want to beat him. Give me over 52.5 for the Vikings and the Chiefs. It's a great pick. Really like that pick. Good explanation. I will be taking that as well. Thank you. Um, (laughs) On to my picks. Uh, rise and shine boys. Cause we're back in London this week, the Jags, the official team of England, which I don't know, I think is funny. It makes no sense to me. I'd be so pissed if I was a Jags fan that every year that they're in fucking London and this year they're there two weeks in a row. All right. Everyone is that I've texted this about the line is five and a half Buffalo. Um, this is a classic case of don't overthink it. Okay. I'm hearing a lot about how, Bills are coming off a big win. It's the up-down theory. The Jags have been in London for two weeks, so that's a big help. Like, you got to be aware of this game. Fuck that. The Bills are just on fire. They're a jug right now. They're on a tear. Being in London and traveling there first class a week after the Jags just did it is a non-factor to me. I'm not blinking at this one. I don't care. I'm taking the Bills minus five and a half. I think they're the hottest team in the NFL right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back to me. Yes, sir. Let's ride. I'm going to ride the hot hand right now, boys. Um, Give me the Houston Texans and the CJ Stroud fighters going to Atlanta this week, getting two points. I said it last week, Atlanta is a fucking bottom three or four team. They stink. Houston's hot right now. I'm riding the hot hand. I'm riding CJ. I'm riding Nico. Give me the two points and give me the Houston Texans plus two. Wow. I looked at that one for a while too. All right. I'm a team player. I'm a team player. I'm a team player. I'm a team player. I can't do it to you, Lou, so I'm not going to. What I am going to do, though, is lay on the grenade. And this grenade is a grenade that is going to be very big and possibly blow me up in the first five minutes of the game because I have no faith in this team. But this line just looks way too fishy. And I'm talking about the mile-high Denver Broncos giving one and a half to the Jets. Jets looked really good last week on Sunday night, right? Broncos barely squeaked by the Bears and have looked like shit all season. Russell's over the hill. Maybe Sean Payton shouldn't have come out of retirement. But the Broncos are given one and a half. When it doesn't make sense, it makes all the sense for the other team. Give me the Broncos laying one and a half at home against the New York Jets this week. Wow. Ew. Is what I will say. I mean, someone had to do it. Actually, no one had to do it, but you did it. Team player. 
Um, yeah, that's just a stinky game. I don't plan on watching a minute of that game. Whatever Red Zone decides to show me, that's what I'll see. Um, okay, my last pick. Uh, I am really – I Chandler's had a rough go during the betting here. I think Pizzo took two of his games, and now he just bet on the Broncos, and now I'm going to hurt his feelings even more. His future Super Bowl pick, uh, their season is on the line here. They're playing for their life. But I kind of think they just don't really have it. And that doesn't mean they're going to lose the game, but it's going to be a close one. The Bengals go into Arizona. I think the Cardinals have proven that they're a little better than everyone thought this year. I think they thought they were the consensus last place team. That hasn't been the case. The Bengals are now starting to fight within the locker room, it seems like, getting a little testy with each other. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a sweat box. The Bengals can't protect Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow's banged up. Give me the Arizona Cardinals getting three points at home. Cardinals plus three over the Bengals. Which is something I never thought I would say at any point during this season. And here we never. are, five, and I'm doing it. MOE. Insane. MOE. I mean, I don't hate the pick, but don't say I didn't warn you. Don't say I didn't warn you. Yeah, could be a spooky one. Um, I have some side bets that I want to tell the people about because if I kept this information myself, it wouldn't be fair. Um, I've told you guys before, Thursday nights are great nights for that weird little bet on MGM app. I haven't seen it anywhere else. If it's anywhere else, let me know, but I normally only find it on MGM. No team to score three times in a row consecutively. Very fun bet. It resets every time a new team scores. Fun way to watch a shitty football game. Uh, We have a primetime matchup for it on Thursday with the Bears and the Washington Commanders. So no team to score consecutively three times. It's usually when two bad teams play each other. It's a good bet to take. Um, I'll be taking that on Thursday. So my that's side, a fun one. My side bet that I'm going to do, I'm going to hop over. We don't do these anymore, but I do want to touch on college football real quick. The Red River rivalry this weekend, Texas, Oklahoma. Texas, I think, is the best team in the nation. Oklahoma, unproven. Give me Texas minus six and a half. I think they beat the doors off of Oklahoma this weekend. Yeah, I love that game too, Channy. And and I mentioned mine already, but give me Jamar Chase this week. Anytime touchdown, too good to be true, too easy. Go to the bank, cash the check, get that money. Um, One last thing. I got one more that I just, I've been thinking about all week and I just want to share with everyone, you know, it, it feels too good to be true, but a Lions, Bills, Dolphins, Lions home versus Carolina, Bills versus Jags in London, Dolphins at home versus the Giants. Moneyline parlay is plus one plus 108. Moneyline parlay of those three teams is plus 108. I thought Chalk you were going to say tonight. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Jameer Gibbs, so at least you swayed a little from that. <laughs> buddy, buddy, you know – I am betting on Jameer Gibbs. I don't even need to say it. I don't even need to fucking say it. I'm going to bet on Jameer Gibbs until he scores. And then when he does score, I'm going to really start betting on Jameer Gibbs. Oh, you yes. have to die on the hill at this point. Yeah, you I'm going to take him every game of his career. I will take him every game. I, that's a promise to everyone and myself. You have to. Well, those are our picks. Let's switch gears because I just saw a grand slam in this Philadelphia Phillies game. They're absolutely beating the piss out of the Marlins like everyone thought. But we're all baseball guys here. We all played growing up. We all played in high school. I don't know about you guys. October baseball holds a special place in my heart. 
still one of my favorite sporting events and times a year. I mean, baseball's just so, I don't know, it's just a different theater with so many of the stoppages and everything. The buildup, October baseball is something special. I know we haven't touched too much on it, you know, in our fizz here this last couple months because, well, we didn't really have a local baseball team this year. But nonetheless, MLB playoffs started yesterday, 12 teams, two teams actually already eliminated the Rays and the Jays. Um, so it's 10 teams remaining going for the World Series here. Um, so I you know, wanted to kind of get your guys' take on what you're looking for, what your favorite things are on October and know that the last three winners, Astros in 2022, if we remember, Braves in 2021, and Dodgers in 2020, and coincidentally enough, those are the top three favorites this year, odds-wise, going into October baseball. Well, I would like to start off by saying I don't miss October baseball because I am 0 for 4 so far in betting on my game <laughs> this, <laughs> this fall. Um, I had Toronto yesterday. I had Tampa Bay yesterday. I had the Brewers yesterday. And you guessed it. I doubled down on the Brewers today. And it looks like they have blown the lead once again. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I am with you there, Lou. Uh Dipped my toe back in the baseball betting game <laughs> yesterday, and I am quickly getting out of the pool and sticking to the NFL. Um, took my big toe, dunked it right in those Tampa Bay Rays, pulled it right out. I hate it. I hate it. Burn it with fire. I don't want to bet on any of this shit. That, that that being said, the reason I hate betting October baseball is the same reason why I love watching October baseball. Um, it's electric. Every play counts. Um, it's what's the most fun about baseball that there is. And now I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you. And I've been having this conversation with a few of my buddies. I need to work on like my baseball fandom. Like I used to watch every single Tigers game, know everybody in the MLB, know exactly what was going on. And that has faded as I've gotten older. I've gotten much more into the NFL and much more into hockey. Baseball has kind of taken a back seat. I would like to kind of rekindle the fire I used to have for baseball. And a big part of helping that would probably be the Detroit Tigers being like worth a shit. Um, that being said, I watched that entire, I watched like the, the Rangers, raise games and it was just awesome it was good to see again but i am gonna just take a stab in the dark for my world series um what i'm gonna go with is the i know the phillies are very dominant at home so we're gonna ride that knowledge all the way to the world series so we're gonna go phillies and we're gonna make it non-traditional and we're gonna say the texas rangers um and the only reason we're saying the texas rangers because i know they completely fell apart at the end of the year uh, I know they lost the division on the last day, I believe. Um, yep. So that is one of those things, which is probably the best thing to happen for them. Cause now they know what it's like to, uh, you know, if you fall asleep, what that losing feels like. So they're going to ride that all the way to the finals. So I got, or the world series. So I have the Texas Rangers versus the Philadelphia Phillies and give me the Phillies winning that series in six. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty similar to yours, Frank. I also am going to ride with the Texas Rangers, wow. making it there. And I have them falling to the chalk master, McChalkstein, 
the Atlanta Braves in uh, in six games as well. So give me the Braves winning the World Series this year. Chuck, 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 chuck. Yucky. I have uh, I have a similar one to Frank. Um, I do like the Phillies to get to the World Series and eventually win the World Series. I think they've got the best lineup. I think they have good enough pitching with Wheeler and Nola at the top of the, the uh, rotation. So I like the Phillies to win the World Series. I do have them to win the NL 480 right now. So I am rooting them in, and it looks like they're going to get past this game. And I have them playing the Orioles. The Orioles are the young upstart team. I think sometimes in baseball, those young teams and the naiveness or the nativity or whatever the word is around Mm. not being in the playoffs – or not feeling pressure like that before actually works in your advantage to where if you've been there, sometimes you kind of get caught up in it. So I'm going to take the Phillies over the Orioles in the world series. Um, I think it's the Phillies year here. It'd be a nice short little travel for that one, huh? Little Baltimore to Philly. Might take the bus. I was going to say bus ride there. Now, like, in all seriousness, like, you're not watching it between Friday night and Monday morning, right? Like, you're just watching baseball during the week at this point because football is just going to rule the weekend, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd watch it on Saturday for sure. I'd watch playoff baseball over college football. I would. Okay. No, I, I definitely would not. Would. Yeah. I would. No, fuck no, hell no. I was <laughs> only watching it middle of the week. I am not watching it Saturday or Sunday. No chance. That's fair enough. I mean, Sunday, not at all. But um, I would Saturday for sure. I'd watch playoff baseball. Frank's got Red Zone and uh, MLB Network on at the office this Sunday. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I had the game on today. Yeah, yeah. No Lions. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't miss that Gibbs TD. All right. So we got our baseball preseason. So we started to fire up the mailbag again. Um, so I've been putting it on the story, asking people to ask, uh, asking people to ask questions, what they want answered on the show. Um, so let's run down the list here. Let's see if there's anything appropriate. I don't really vet these things before it starts. I think it kind of makes it a little better. Um, so let's see if we have any good ones here. Will the Lions hire a handler for JMO? Everyone's so worried about JMO. Um, and they said, will the Lions hire a handler for JMO? I think Ray Donovan is available. <laughs> I don't think they'll get him a handler. I think they'll no. just like, you know, do the whole family thing. Like we're a family. Um, and Rod, yeah. keep an eye out. Keep an eye on him. I don't think he needs a handler. If anything, maybe just get him a, a side buddy he can put his bets in through. That's really all he needs. Yeah, I agree. Or a dietitian. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, okay. Biggest surprise Lions W going forward this year that they will have? Biggest surprise. So that means we're going to have to be an underdog in a game and we're going to so go the only, out and win. I know yeah, mine right? already. It's There's only one game. Dallas. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you, Chandler. I think that's like Christmas Eve as well. Yeah. Yeah, all day. It's, it's New Year's Eve, actually. Oh, New Year's uh, Eve, okay. Oh, no, December 30th, so New Year's Eve Eve. Um, yeah, that's the only game I see them being dogs in. And just like, I don't know, we never win there and the refs hate us there and all of that, all of the above. <laughs> I could see us being dogs at Baltimore, too. 
Potentially. And there's one, I mean, the Chargers, maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe. Dallas uh, is definitely the one that's highlighted, no question. Um, Would you rather pick up a pizza or get it delivered? Oh, wow. I, I mean, that's personally, tough, I... Yeah. I like picking it up, to be honest with you. It's it's kind of the the process. That's just me personally. I, I I'm a busybody. I like to get out. Let me pick it up. It, it I guess it all depends on the situation, but I definitely like picking it up because like I feel like you get it more fresh too. Like it ain't sitting in some fucking Honda Civic '95 in the parking <laughs> lot for 45 minutes before it gets <laughs> delivered to your house. So I'm gonna go with pick it up too. Yeah, I actually like to pick it up more as well. I like the idea of it, like, just showing up in my fucking hands at the front door. But, like, it's always 10 times more expensive, and it always adds, like, 25 to 30 minutes before you actually have your pizza. Like, if you just go get it, which is probably a mile within your house, like, you save money and time, and it's fresher. I like picking it up for sure. Let's see what else we got. Um... Next level test for the Lions. Next level test. Next real test. Sorry, Jesus. Next real test for the Lions. I think I think we've all talked about that. That's the Ravens. Ravens. Yep. Ravens. Yeah. Um how long how long will you continue to bet Gibbs anytime TD? Um <laughs> the people every game know. until he gets one, and then I'm gonna really start betting on him. <laughs> Fantasy player picks. Viewers ask your guys' advice on should I start this guy or sit that guy. I don't know for a fantasy. I don't know for a fantasy podcast. Um, you know, you can always DM me. I can give you some thoughts. Uh, but I don't. I don't know if we want to get into that fantasy talk. It's kind of a slippery slope. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd say sit I'm, him. I'm like done with fantasy <laughs> soon here. Uh, Channy's on his way to quitting fantasy. So there, <laughs> there's your answer. Um, and then I have favorite beer. Favorite beer? I mean, don't even, don't even say what kind. Yeah. I mean, the traditional favorite beer is Labatt Blue Light. I mean, that's that's the stock go to. But right now, I'm just gonna say like my my second favorite or what I'm liking right now. I've been drinking a lot of Peroni lately. Wow. wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. My uh my domestic number one is the Champagne of beers, bar none. The Miller High Life, all fucking oh, yeah. day. And uh, the the specialty one, I'm gonna. Ha- I, I've been enjoying some Guinnesses lately. Um, I, I guess that's kind of domestic or kind of not, whatever. But give me, fucking, I love a nice Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's like around a lot doesn't make it domestic. Well, it's um, domestic to me. That's fine, buddy. Um, <laughs> domestic to those lips. Um, yeah, no, Labatt Blue Light, no doubt the go to, the everyday check in work punch out. Get it done. God, I've been hanging out with Pizzo too much. Um, <laughs> Spit it up. <laughs> can't say that. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, no, Labatt Blue, definitely my favorite. Champagne of beers up there for sure. It's my dad's favorite beer. It's got champagne in it. Not in it, but like the name. That one rocks. Um, Coach yeah. Nani. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's all we got for mailbag. Keep sending them in. We'll try to be better at that. I feel like we kind of sucked, um, but we'll try to be better. We'll try not to call people names or anything. First um, one back. 
We're warming up. Yeah, first one back. Yeah, we're getting loose. So uh, the other question I asked was, um, where should we tailgate this week? Um, someone said Coldwater. I don't know what that is. That's his town. That's where. Uh, that's actually where I go hunting. It's like southeast Michigan. Oh, really? Or southwest. I'm sorry, southwest. Yeah, it's like an hour north of Indiana. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're not going there. Okay. The second answer I got was Nemo's, which I feel like has come up a few times. Yeah, I think so maybe we'll a see a little spot. Someone said they're having a tailgate behind Firebird, which we were there last week. Someone said we should get press uh, credentials um, for anything we do brand wise. I mean, not not a bad thought, but that's you know we don't they're not going to give us press credentials for uh, the conspiracy guy and things like that. Um, and then the best idea I think in here is it says you guys should do a tailgate at the DAC and get rowdy with the snobby crew. That would be hilarious because that would actually be hilarious to get in there with the country club folks and show them how we tailgate. I don't think they let bandanas in there, unfortunately. No, they would check my credit score and I would not be allowed in. <laughs> that is big facts. All right. Well, the user submitted section was a little bit of a dud. Let's move into over under and close the show out. What do you guys say? Sounds good. Lay do cool. it. All right. So Jerry sent the over unders last week and I completely missed them. Um, but he sent them. So we're going to use the same ones he sent last time. Oh my God. There's so many questions. Payroll, payroll, payroll. Shut up, Jerry. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so Jerry sent last week's over unders. We're using them this week. LGRW, the Hornies have improved to 11 and 2. Wow. Hornies are on a heater. They're firing on all sillies. Sheesh. Sheesh. Number one. A little bit dated of a list here just because of uh, my inability to pull it up last week. Channy, you're leading off. No hat, Patrick Cantlay. Over or um, underrated? No hat, Patrick Cantlay is... Ooh, this is a good one. <clears throat> underrated. He played pretty good without a hat. So if he <laughs> plays good without the hat, you might as well keep it. I mean, I thought the whole ordeal of like bringing that up and like making it a story was... A little ridiculous, but he played good. Underrated. Uh, I'm going to go with overrated. Don't like Cantley, Simp, Cuck, Giga style. Overrated. Yeah, I'm going to go overrated too. If the real reason was like he wasn't getting paid, he knew he wasn't getting paid going into that like the entire time. It was never up for debate. It's not like he got there and they said, hey, we're not paying you. Like, wear the fucking hat, rep your country, <laughs> fuck your silent protest. Like, the Ryder Cup. Go win. I'm disgusted with the whole Ryder Cup situation. Overrated. Uh, number two, Lou, the NFL Toy Story stream. Uh, not for me. Overrated. It was, I I don't know. I, I guess, fuck. Yeah, overrated. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to watch a cartoon NFL game. I get what they're trying to do, but for the, the regular NFL fan, no good. Overrated. Okay, on to me. Uh, I watched it for like a whole quarter. I think the idea was good. Execution was not great. Um, there were some funny moments, but like there is no way I could watch the whole game like that. Um, I guess maybe good for kids, but still even then it just didn't like flow well. Um, so I liked the idea, didn't like the execution. It was overrated for sure. Like I mentioned on Sunday, I giga simped out Sunday morning, so I didn't really <laughs> watch any of the Toy Story game. From the clips I saw, 
I agree, Lou. Not for me. It's just, I don't know. I, I want to watch regular football, not toys running around. Overrated. Fucking right. Um, okay, number three. And I may actually ask you guys for help on this one. So Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, over or underrated. I don't know what's going on over there. Does Do you guys know what's going on? I know he's been released from the team and he's been tweeting that he's been hospitalized against his will. Um, but if I said over or underrated here, it would be an ill-informed um, vote. Kind of a tough over under, honestly. So he, I think Chandler, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that he's like kind of at like a, a mental health hospital and he's been putting out some videos of like people saying that Aaron Hernandez was a suicide and he like was crying on camera, basically saying that it wasn't a suicide um, and just some stuff like that. So I, I don't know really where to fall on that. Cause I have no idea. Um, I guess I'll say, I don't know, overrated because if the guy really needs help, I think the Raiders should have done a little bit more for him. Um, it's not really like football or any, I guess it's football rated, but it's not I, overrated next. Uh, yeah, I guess my, I guess my vote will be, I don't know if we are voting already or whatnot, but my vote is just going to be underrated based off of him as a football player. I mean, he's obviously having some problems right now, but as a football player, Chandler Jones has been a top 10 D end in the league for quite some time now. Um, one of the better D ends of the last five to 10 years on the, the Patriots, on the Cardinals, on the Raiders. He's done it everywhere he's went. I'm going to say Chandler Jones is a player is underrated. Yeah, I can do that. Let's do that. Let's do Chandler Jones is underrated. Um, and then let's wonder why everything goes wrong in Vegas or Oakland or the Raiders organization. Everything goes wrong there. Everything. Um, okay, number four. Uh, golf, scramble, or play your own ball. You must pick one. So it's not over or underrated. It's just you have to pick one. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck Jerry <laughs> okay. thinks he's doing, like off the reservation here. Well, I'll yeah. pick one. It just says must and, pick one. Okay, I guess we're just I'll doing. Say, a would you uh, rather again? Yeah, I'll say uh, your own ball. Scramble's overrated now. It's it's fun every once in a while, but I want to play my own ball majority of the time. So give me own ball. Scramble overrated. Yeah, yeah, I, I, oh, go ahead, Frank. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We're kind of a mess to close the show here, but um, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Chandler, one hundred percent. Scrambles are fun every once in a while. I do like to do a scramble, but if you put a gun to my head and I had to pick one for the rest of my life, I'm playing my own ball. Yep, I'm with you, boys. Keep it short and sweet. Um, scramble, or I'd pick own ball, just because half the time in a scramble, it's like you don't even get to drive, you don't get to putt some of the times because it's already it's already done. You know, yeah, own ball. Um, and number five on the list, I'll just leave it off because I don't know where the order is and I feel like it's a mess. Uh, number five, oatmeal cream pies. Oatmeal cream pies, I'm going to say are underrated. I actually enjoy those things pretty good. I'm not going to go out and buy them or anything, but if I could have one a year, I'm always like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. I'll have one of these. Underrated. I disagree. I will go out and buy them. I love oatmeal cream pies. <laughs> those things fucking rock. Underrated. Nothing more to say than what you guys have already said. Underrated. All right, boys. Uh, I think that's it for today. We got to fire up snack time on Sunday, and I have an idea of what we might eat. So 
Keep that in mind, listeners, because we got something good coming Sunday for you guys involving snack time. The oatmeal cream pie just made me think of it. But hey, thank you all for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it, every one of you. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please write a review and rate this five stars. And the best thing you can always do for us is to send this to a friend or family member or an enemy or an ex. I don't fucking care. Any human who doesn't listen to this show, tell them you're listening to this. Tell them to pop it on. Uh, spread the word, follow the accounts, all the above. We appreciate you guys. We will be recording again Sunday after the Lions game for a Monday Purdue show. We are twice a week now to give you guys more content and stay more on top of it. So we appreciate you guys tuning in, listening. We're seeing the numbers go up and it's awesome. It's fun. And we appreciate all of you and we will see you Monday. Let's go Lions. Let's go Lions, baby. Peace. See ya.